0: Okay, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for tuning in. This is Aaron Eisman, and you are listening to the Not Hebrew School Podcast. I am here with one of my favorite people in the whole world, Mr. Andrew Prowan. Andrew, how are you doing today, my friend?
1: I'm doing fantastic, Rabbi. How are you doing?
0: Well, you're about to get a lot better, my friend. Here we go. We are jumping in. To the portion of Ve'eshanan. Andrew, are you ready?
1: I have been waiting all week for this.
0: <laughs> so the portion of Ve'eschan is the portion that always comes right after the ha- the saddest day of the Jewish year, the day of Tishab. And Ve'eschanan literally means Moshe is talking. To the Jewish people, and he is telling how he begged God to allow him to go into the land of Israel, and God refused. Now this week's Torah portion, this week's Shabbos, it's called Shabbos Nachum, the Shabbos of Comfort. Now, why? And and actually, for for seven weeks after Tishbab are, are the uh, uh, the the weeks of comfort comforting us the three weeks of mourning that preceded Tishavah. It's very interesting to start a week of comfort with the story of how Moses begged God to go into Israel and God refused. How is that a comfort? Why are we starting the weeks of comfort reading about how Moses was refused, we just mourned, that we were exiled from from Israel. How the temples were destroyed, and we were exiled for the past two thousand years in 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 in, in exile, and different countries around the world were persecuted and expelled and discriminated against, and we're mourning that during that period. We for three weeks we didn't take haircuts, we didn't shave, we didn't have weddings and celebrations. It was a time of mourning, and now we're starting the comforting, and we start right away with how Moses also was refused to go into the land of Israel. How do we understand that? That's question number one. Question number two is, in this week's Torah portion, it talks about the obligation to love God. We say it in the Shema, we have to love God. And the question is, how can we be commanded to love to love, right? Even other, another program, I'm I'm commanded to love every Jew. How can I be commanded to love? You can command me to keep Shabbat, you can command me to blow the shofar, you can command me to give charity, I can do an action, but how can you command me to feel something? Mr. Andrew, what do you say to that? Good questions?
1: Oh, it's great questions. Both questions I'm not hundred percent sure the answer to. So, um... I'm looking forward to the rest of the episode.
0: So let's let's uh, let's take a deep dive in. And right after Moses reports that he begged God to go into the land of Israel, God responded and said, "You said you can't, but." And here's where the consolation comes in: you can't go into the land of Israel, but you can climb up and look and see the land of Israel. I'm giving you permission to see and to perhaps yearn for the land of Israel. And here is the comfort. You know that in a way, a person, I'll give you an example. Imagine, you know, your friend comes to work. And for 20 minutes, he's telling you about the steak he had last night. And it was so good. It was juicy. And it was well done. And it was amazing. And you understand from what he values, you understand where his priorities are. His priorities are a good steak. Imagine a friend comes into work one day. and He says, you know, I went to a Torah class last night. It struck ethics and morals and values. And he's expounding on this this idea. So, you get the idea, you understand that this person, that's what they value. Moses wasn't allowed to go into the land of Israel, but by yearning for the land of Israel, by showing him the land of Israel, God was comforting us and telling us throughout the exile, even if you're not in the land of Israel, you can be a part of the land of Israel by yearning for the land of Israel. The land of Israel is, of course, the place, the arena where in which we can have the ultimate connection to our creator. We can create that bond, that closeness, that utopian society where we all realize our inner greatness. Jerusalem is supposed to be the center of the world where the holiness of of, of Each individual, every single human being alive is a chilech al mal, a piece of the infinite. And the place where the factory that produces that attitude is the temple that was destroyed. And Jerusalem and, and Israel is supposed to be the hub where we, as Jewish people, go to remember that we are a piece of the infinite and then act holy and act kind and act good and act caring and act giving and act... Act like we are godly beings, which we are, and that will permeate the world, so that the entire world will act that way. And that is what we're mourning the loss of. The consolation that the the reason why it's the week of comfort is because, although Moses also couldn't go to the land of Israel. And throughout thousands of years of exile, we couldn't go to the land of Israel. Moses also couldn't go to the land of Israel. But the message is, you can yearn for the land of Israel. And when you yearn for the land of Israel, you become a yearner. You you live that way. Rev Nachman Bulman said, an amazing idea I heard from Ramosha Hauer, a quarter of Nachman Bulman, that I would rather people live in I would rather people live in America and yearn for the land of Israel than live in Israel and yearn for America. Why? Because you are what you yearn for, what you prioritize, what you seek. But Moses looking at the land of Israel, he was creating a yearning within himself and for all his all, all of us now that we can yearn to be in a in a world where everything everyone is peaceful everyone is united everyone is connected and 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 we are living our ideal existence being good kind holy unification of mankind and that starts in in the land of Israel and and uh what we have today is so much fighting and strife and hatred and and uh and 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 and, and friction that is because the factory that produces unity has been burnt down. And that is the temple. We mourn the temple that was burnt down. And, and therefore, uh, the comfort is that even though we don't have the temple, we have the temple, we can yearn for the ideals where which we would have gotten from the when the, when the temple stood. And that is that is one idea, but there's perhaps an even uh, broader concept. You see, when you are in the land of Israel, you are just in that part of the land where you are. But by seeing the whole land of Israel, you sort of absorb even more of the land of Israel by seeing the whole thing. You know, um, I remember the you know when my when my mom passed away. So at the end of the end of her life, she was very limited. Uh, and then when she passed away, it was very interesting because, you know, when we were with her, when she was limited at the end of her life, that's who she was. But once she passed away, we were able to see her whole life. And it was such a beautiful, you know, just a beautiful tapestry of, 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 of good and kindness and, and, and loving acts of loving kindness and just uh, such a wonderful, wonderful person. So, but, by seeing the broad land of Israel, perhaps they were getting even more of an understanding, Moses were getting even more of an understanding than if he was actually physically experiencing the land of Israel. You know, there's a, you know, when we, when uh, this perhaps people have heard of a shiva house, uh, right, a shiva house is where you go when somebody uh, passes away for seven days after the, uh, the, someone loses a relative, people go to the house, and, you know, unfortunately sometimes people think that the job is to just Keep their mind off the death, but it's exact the opposite. It's supposed to keep their mind on the on the uh, person who died, if if they want to. Obviously, you know, you always let them lead the way. But the the, the ideal way is that they should be speaking and and uh, communicating ideas that they learned from the person who died and sharing that with others, and in this way, create that yearning. Although I can't be with this. Individual, I can live my life of yearning to at least connect to lessons. Person, so that is the that is the uh, that is the concept of uh, that's comfort. The comfort is that most looked and he, by by looking, he was to yearn the land of Israel. And as we go through exile, you know, thank God for the past uh, you know a couple of years, we're, we're married to be in the land of Israel. Many people live there. Uh, thank God. But for thousands of years of our exile, we could never go to the land of Israel. And, you know, this uh, and, and even now, you know, this, uh, the, you know, the the Israel of today is not the Israel with the temple. And uh, what we're yearning for is the rebuilt temple, a time when everybody will realize their greatness, the temple which will permeate holiness throughout the world. So that is the uh, that, that is what we're mourning. And that's what the comfort is. The comfort is that even though we don't have it, we can yearn for it. So that is the answer to number 1. The answer to number 2 that we wanted to what well, we wanted to um to highlight how could God command us to love him if you know you can how do you command if it's not natural it's not natural so how can we command it how can we we be commanded to love somebody
1: I guess if you're in tune with with Hashem and you're aware of the beauty that everyone possesses it it's really not a difficult thing at all to love everyone.
0: Bullseye, 100%. It is natural to love God. It is natural to love other people. It's only that we allow ourselves to be clouded, which is why we don't love God, why we don't love other people. But if we see other people for who they are and realize that they're they are us, we are one with them. So what, they're a little obnoxious and maybe they cut you off in traffic and maybe they made an insulting comment to you. But if you realize who they really are, maybe they had a hard day and they had a hard upbringing and they're going through a hard time or they have a difficult personality, whatever it is. But if you see who they really are, so then love is natural. And it's the same thing with God. If you see who God is, if if you see God in the world, it's loving him. Is loving God is natural. You walk outside, you see the trees, and you see the world, and you see all the gifts we've given us. You look at your family, look at your health, you look at the gifts that you have. The your, whatever whatever you have, everyone's got a different package. But whatever gifts you have, and you realize where it comes from, so then the love is natural. It's just when we get caught up on little things that we we uh, we forget and we get distracted. You know, interesting. I was at a vacation a couple of weeks ago with my with my children. We went to a beach house, a private beach, and it was it was so gorgeous. And it was like literally there was no one there. And and we woke up. I woke up. Uh, you know, we woke up at sun sunrise, and after everyone had gone to sleep, I was ready to pray, and it was just so beautiful. The beach was uh, like this vast. Uh, horizon and and uh, and the waves crashing and the sand and and it was just like the ideal situation. I was excited to you know to pray and to I had my tilling on and my talis on. I was ready to pray. I was very excited. I was excited to connect. And tragedy happened. The guy, the wall, the lawn guy, came by, cutting the grass. Now. There's, you know, so what? It was very distracting. And it was very hard to focus on on our prayers. And, you know, I did my best, but it was so telling to me how this is a, an example of it's hard to connect to God because you could be in the perfect situation on vacation, on a private beach, you know, Talas and filling and, you know, sunrise and still. You can be distracted at something as silly as a, you know, a, a lawnmower, <laughs> right? So, so don't feel bad if we don't love God. Don't feel bad. But the the, I, the the reason why the commandment is is because we can love God. How do we love God by focusing on on uh, not getting distracted and focusing on our gifts and realize where our gifts come from. So in the same way, just like when Moses looked at the. Uh, looked at the the land of Israel and created he become a lover of the land a yearner for the land of Israel we can also become a yearner for the land of Israel so to the midst of loving God we can become a lover of God a loving of others by seeing the whole picture by uh just like you know Moses didn't go into the land of Israel but he saw the whole the whole picture of the land of Israel we see others and we see the whole picture of the others yes they might have uh, been mean to us, but look at them. Look at look at the whole picture of who they are, and look at look at God. Look look like what God like who who I am a piece of God. So then the love comes naturally. So in this Shabbos of comfort, let's internalize this message of taking a broad view of the world, taking a broad view of others, taking a broad view of what we what we yearn for and what we yearn for is who we become what we what, you know what we what we focus on is who we become and we merit to live these values internalize these values and merit to the speedy rebuilding of Jerusalem of the temple where and create world peace world unity happiness serenity peace harmony and lots more awesome podcasts what do you say, my friend Andrew? Well
1: oh, it's beautiful. That's a it's a funny story you told. Yeah. Um, but I think it's it's telling and it's true of of how such a small thing can really can impact what you're what you're doing and impact your ability to connect with with God.
0: Right. And that's why, you know, like if a lawnmower could distract you, how much is an insult gonna distract you or a, a toothache gonna distract you or or, uh, you know, you know, just you know what the million things that come up in our day. So we just have to focus on what's important, focus on you know what's real, and uh, we'll get there. We got this, my friends. Thank you all so much for tuning in. My name is Aaron Eisman. My email is Rabbi e at meor.org dot org. and uh, looking forward to next time. Have an awesome week.